Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GDF Podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show we're going to be looking back over the Cavan Horlers victory in the Laurie Maher Cup. We'll hear from manager Ollie Bellew and captain Matthew Hines in a really entertaining game. But before that we're going to have a kind of a, a midweek feel as we head into the Ulster Championship. And, and to help me feel around the place is Paul Fitzpatrick, <laughs> sports editor from the anglo Celt. Paul. What feelings have you got right now? Yeah, David, come over a bit closer. We'll have, have a bit of feeling here. Uh, yeah, look, I don't know how you're feeling about it. Uh, I don't know how I feel now because it's a few days out and like going into the Ulster final, uh, you know, we were, we were getting confident. We were actually going, this is going to be really close. We're, yeah. There's a great chance here. Um, even coming into the Monaghan game last year, I remember thinking like, you know, we're not, it's not going to be anything like the pundits are saying it's going to be a close game that's right uh, possibly even a draw confident going into the Darren game confident going into the Antrim game I wasn't confident at all going into the Dublin game last year but now I just ha- can't put a, get a handle on it it's just hard to know wh- exactly where Cavan are at is that because I was trying to dig out programmes and look and say okay what's the Cavan team going to be and I can't I for love nor money there is no way I could guess what the Cavan team is going to be. Yeah, that's it. That that is it. Like, that's a huge part of it. You know, I I spoke to Mickey Graham on Tuesday morning and I asked him, and managers just was are never going to say no. It's easy to pick the team. So yeah. maybe it was a wasn't was a bit of a stupid question. But I asked him, like, what is it? What's difficult? He said was. He says, or he said it is going to be very difficult to pick this team. And I was trying to get, what I was trying to touch on with him, and we'll hear the audio later in the week, was that, you know. What is where are you going here when you sit down to pick a team? Like, are you, is he sitting there with, with twenty five names? Because mm-hmm. um, normally, I'd imagine uh, as a manager, you'd know obviously. But if you're picking a team, you probably start off with your definites and then fill in around them. And yeah. you know who are the definites at the minute for Cavan? It's har- it's hard enough to come up with the absolute definites, depending on who's fit and so on. And it, I suppose it still goes back to last winter when Cavan didn't have very many injury troubles but then Mickey was insisted to me that the injuries are really cleared up and he says James Smith is 50-50 essentially obviously Kieran Dehala is out but other than that he's hoping to have everyone so that he said that adds a lot to it and he, he talked about the importance of having strong players to bring off the bench as we saw last year as well mm. so it's, it's it, very, there's a lot of uncertainty so Thomas Galligan then the rumours were he was out with with a hand injury but all indicators are he's possibly going to play or he's he's going to be fit to play well Mickey says it, he is the manager is saying he is so you've got to take him at his word there um, I had heard that Thomas had a broken bone in his wrist but that, he, that he'd be fit to play some kind of a strap on it so it's not you hear broken wrist and you think geez he's out for a, long, a good while but no I think he's mm. it's not a broken wrist in, in what I, come to mind yeah but it's, it's a bone within 
a part of yeah. the wrist or something like that. It's not the full it's not the full wrist, so apparently playable. Um Connor Smith was supposed to be doubtful with a hamstring injury, um, but sounds like that has cleared up too. There was talk about maybe Connor Madden. I heard a rumour about Connor Mina, but I think that was wrong. It was Chinese whisper, I think. I think it was a Chinese whisper. I think it was it was Madden actually and not Mina. And and yet it appears and we'll hear from Connor Madden in that uh, that full preview that we're gonna do on the Die Hard service on Friday morning. Um, we'll hear from Connor. He's he's okay to go. So it, it, while there was an eagle there, it sounds like he's okay to go as well. So that's good news because, I mean, he's he's been one of the main scorers for Cavan in the last <coughs> few championship games that we've played. Like, like uh, he got a point I think against Dublin, but he obviously got one two mm-hmm. I think against against Donegal. He got three points and a half against Down. So his recent championship form is good. Um, Quivin O'Reilly should be okay. Cormac O'Reilly is he okay? Ocean Pearson, and where I'm really struggling, and this is where I, 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 I'm getting it hard to have confidence because I don't know who I'm having confidence in. Mm. Uh, who's the starting forwards? That's it. That's it. And I was saying that a few a couple of weeks ago. There was literally, I would say there was ten lads in contention for the full forward line. Um, when you bring in the likes of Cormac O'Reilly, Thomas Edward Donahue, Connor Smith, Connor Madden, Paddy Lynch. Martin Riley's an option in there, uh, Oshin Brady, Kevin McGovern. They're all options in the full forward line. I, I did up a list of ten there a couple of weeks ago, uh, and I'm forgetting some good players there as well. So that that makes it Kevin O'Reilly. That makes yeah. it difficult to know. But I mean, maybe further out the field, things might be a bit more solid. Like obviously, Ray McGallion's going to play in goals, so yeah. that's that's one. Yeah. Park Faulkner's going to play full back. Yeah. Uh, Killian Clark is going to play. Jason McLaughlin he's fit according to Mickey so he plays Jerry Smith Jerry Smith back. I hear Jerry Smith's back yeah, yeah. yeah back so. in Connor Mina I think Connor Mina's going to start yeah there's a lot of talk that, that he's been he's been in great shape we hear from Connor Madden as well so it seems like he's in great shape yeah. um, and he he's he's an option in the back line Keen Riley looks like he's going to start yeah well he's the incumbent there Keen Riley he played all the games and, and did well did very well um, now it's going to be a big ask for for a young fella like him to go to Healy Park but I mean he's answered every question that's asked him so far and I mm. think he's I won't phase him d- I don't know the fella personally mm, he seems no. to be a cool customer cool customer won't phase him he knows he's got the work done and, and he'll he'll be he'll be in good shape now good for him now I think he's going to be a player that hopefully stays fit as the years go on I think the supporters are going to really take a shine to him because there's a great cut to him mm. Um yeah, in the middle of the field, like like Thomas Callaghan. Sorry, Thomas was another that I had penciled in that was an option in the full forward line. Like you can, I suppose Garoda and Thomas Callaghan are going to start, and Martin Riley is going to start. Or Connor Brady. Well, Connor Brady. Connor Brady's more, most likely going to start somewhere in the middle of the field. I, I, again, and I'm not confident that they're that they're going to pick Killian the Gunner, but to me, Killian the Gunner has to start. He has. Know? He has to start for me as well. I think he's got to start. Like. Um, and he, like he's a lot of fans and he's a lot of detractors he tends to, to divide opinion a wee bit Marmite yeah, yeah he's Marmite Marmite <laughs> yeah, yeah but I, me and you are, are fans of his like, and yeah. he's, he's got to start in my opinion for, for, the, for the aggression that he brings to it yeah but look Tyrone it's a pity that Tyrone got the beating they got when they got it because you always like to see a team if you're looking for an ambush you like to see a team coming along and everything's going great yeah. for them and everything's going bad for you but you know that in your heart of hearts we're not as bad as this and they're probably not as good as that but you also have the other side of it that they come away from that beating 
and they go okay our next challenge is Cavan who regardless of division four or anything are also champions so they're kind of in that middle ground they're 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 trying to convince themselves this is what i'd imagine in their own they're trying to convince themselves that we have to be up for this game we can't take Cavan for granted and when you're saying that statement you're in trouble mm. you are taking them for granted mm. so it's um i i i think tyrone even with the defeat to Kerry, are still going to have a level of complacency that that there's an opportunity for calvin here yeah i i, I <coughs> would agree with that like if you remember the also final last year and you did a bit on highland radio and one of the questions you were asked was that's the donegal station yeah. one of the questions you were asked was will there be any disappointment in calvin if you don't win and that was that's, the way they were looking. It was yeah. like, yeah, Cavan are only there to take up the to make up the numbers. And I, I think that's probably going to be the sense that's there. Now, people might say the cat's out of the bag with Cavan. Once bitten, twice shy. You're not going to get another cliche is too numerous to mention, but you're not going to get caught by Cavan again. But if ever, if ever, um, there was a time that you could win an Ulster title and go into the next championship completely written off, it's coming in as Cavan. <laughs> yeah, like, the Division Four thing, like realistically. I don't think Cavan played any worse uh, than teams in Division 2 would have played if that makes sense it's, it just looks so bad that it was like you went to Division 4 but like the likes of Fermanagh and, and Derry um, who beat us there wouldn't be out of place in Division 2 I don't think they'd be in around the mix there in Division 2 I, I, I could excuse those two losses no problem it was the Wicklow one that was that was the one that was everyone was like oh Jesus like the Derry game fine you know Derry at full tilt and you lose by a point or two at home that wasn't too bad the Fermanagh won you know first game back they were really up for it you, you could excuse that as well and there was a win in between against Longford now Longford didn't exactly frank the form against Mead recently but uh, it was the Wicklow one that kind mm. of had everyone scratching their heads like again it, it there's no sense in saying it in other ways it, it'd be an upset if Cavan beat Tyrone it's going to go down as an upset even though it's also champions um causing the upset but it's all all forms so far in the championship would state that it's going to be a, a, an uphill battle for Cavan in terms of your division one teams have won all games so far so mm. it's it's going to have to be one of Mickey Graham's greatest days as Cavan manager to to go out and beat this throne team I think it's I think it's his greatest one I think it would be his greatest one to go to Healy Park and do something that Cavan haven't done since 1983 like I was born in 1984 so it's literally a lifetime there yeah. and uh, Cavan haven't beaten to their own in the championship in that time and a couple of draws but more hammerings than draws we can cling to those couple of draws but in reality the norm is that they hammer us mm. that is the norm so you know you could say anything better than that is good but you know anything other than than a really really good performance by Cavan here regardless of the result if Cavan really perform and play like Ulster champions you'll salvage a lot from the wreckage of this season but if if Cavan are, are limp and, and just flop like they did a couple of times especially under McLean and in championship and in, and in the against Tyrone and Mickey Graham's first year like this would go down as, as and Park Faulkner's quote in the end of today is kind of saying this is one of the this would be one of the worst ever cabin seasons if we mm. if we flop against our own yeah yeah I was reading that last night late last night so it's it's one definitely look we, we go through the full preview we'll hear from Park Faulkner Connor Madden and Mickey Graham on the Die Hard service on Friday 
um, looking ahead to that one. We'll also be looking ahead to the Cavan Down game. Uh, Paul Fitzpatrick will be doing the preview on that one. Um, and we have um, over on the Die Hard service as well a look back on last weekend's Camogie action where Cavan um, lost out after extra time to Armagh in the Intermediate Championship semi final, also Intermediate Championship semi final. And we'll be looking ahead to this week's end that weekend's action on the ladies front where Cavan are taking on Mayo over in Markovich Park in the All-Ireland series we hear from Niamh Halton and from the Cavan captain Laura Fitzpatrick Brady's Arva Limited main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years a family owned and family run business Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA if you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Now it's time to turn our attention to the Horland, which was on, on Sunday afternoon in Kingspan Breffney. Um and Cavan came away with a, a two-point victory in an absolute thriller of a game. One goal in 16 to 17 points. Paul, I'm going to turn you into a Horland supporter because I've been torn. These boys are endearing. Their level of effort, their passion for playing for Cavan. I, I spoke about it briefly on the Die Hards podcast, but they, what they're doing is so much tougher than what the footballers are doing because they're not getting the, the recognition. They're not getting the praise. But their passion for playing for Cavan is it's so infectious. I just love going and watching these guys and I was so delighted. Final whistle went and I literally jumped out of my chair screaming, just with a big cheer. I was just delighted for these guys. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, it's look, it's a heartwarming story because where Cavan Horner has come from. Now, there's nothing one yet and it's only one game. We we can't get too carried away, but it is great to see it. It's great to see the effort that's gone into it and I was one of those people that was against the idea of bringing back a Horland team a county Horland team at the time because I remember and I remember talking to some Horland people in the county who agreed with me and others were totally absolutely taking the head of yeah. me oh big time <laughs> yeah. yeah but uh, which, which which comes with territory but I remember saying like you know whatever money it's going to cost and all the man hours and all the effort it's going into why can we put that into underage Horland in the county but in actual fact I have to say uh, I was wrong on that. Now, yeah, obviously, you can't let. Just repeat that. <laughs> In actual fact, <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't neglect on the ridge, but it is good to have a flagship team and give them something to aim for. And you look at your fellas there like Shane Briarty, um, who probably didn't play on the ridge hurling or not much. No. But I played corner back at the weekend and was very good. Yeah, but just a great athlete and um, a great competitor. Mm. And no, he's, he's come up so much with his hurling skills as well and there's loads of fellas like that Ma- Matty Hines there as well Damien what, what a leader oh, unbelievable and let's hear from the Cavan captain Matty Hines after the game I'm the Cavan captain Matty Hines after victory in the lorry in Maher I suppose it's been coming Matty it maybe didn't come the way you, you, you think it would in the end but you have to be delighted to get that win yeah no I couldn't be happier with that it's just the character we showed in the last 10-15 minutes there when Thing, they kind of got momentum there and it just the lads there just dug in kind of it's a mindset that you just don't give up and I think even against Leeds in previous we showed that resilience that uh, it's there and it's just a matter of just 
Believe in yourself. That's a very kind of cliched statement, but it's not. You just have to believe that. You have to get over the tiredness, the, so the sore legs, the slippery ball, and just get on with it. And we did. And the boys just stood up, which is great. Lads come on and really showed themselves. And just it was a super win for us. Really, it boosts our confidence there to push on into the semi final. So, Ali was saying to me after the game that it, it wasn't a great performance. In fact, I think he described it as a poor performance by, by Cavan. But where does confidence come when you don't have a huge amount of victories behind you? Uh, I suppose it comes from training. Just the trainers that we're having there, Ali and Tomas and John there are putting us through our pace. Like we trained there on Tuesday night and you could feel from that session that the intensity was there, the attitude was there, we knew we were going to bring it today. We showed in the first 15 minutes and then we kind of we sat back a bit. You know, we got probably they got a bit of momentum and how we withstood that I think just shows what the lads are like. Here we've withstood at Laurie Mar the last five years now and we're a determined bunch and we're, we're showing that now and you know it's just another stepping stone there and lads who won't be happy with the performance and the boys won't because you know there's certain things that we just didn't do as well as we could but at the same time like these lads really did show up there today and you know just to say like it was pure character in the latter end the last 10-15 minutes there it was just positive positive comments coming from the back lines there from Bomber and Goal and all that and just, that just eggs you on you hear it from lads in the sideline as well the subs and everything you know you, you think you don't hear it in the, when you're playing but you do and it just eggs you on it makes you just go that bit further that you know it's not going to kill you it's more run that bit extra hard or to get that block or to take that hit because you know it's kind of a mindset that we've built in with the team now thank god looking at that that final 10 minutes of the game three points down coming into it and and really probably not winning enough of the battles around it but turned it around particularly in that middle toward really the en the energy came back up which was probably the winner of the game yeah I think even uh, for the goal it just we had to change up the puck out because we were poking it long into our pods we do these three pods and half forward it just we weren't getting the break and it was kind of just breaking down and they were just throwing the ball in on their full forward line and it was working for them so we had to change it up so we did done one or two short there to draw their men out get men away from the centre there and kind of isolate uh, one on ones and it worked out like we got that from a puck out bomber hit me and just a simple hand pass to Breeza Breeza threw across the box and super finished like you know it's as quick as that like and it just that, that from that then we knew we could do it we knew we could push on there we knew we weren't tired and it was just a matter of just building from that and we did it was great super just delighted now absolutely delighted <laughs> so now champ championship win on the under your belt you get a wee bit of a gap until the semi-final but one game away from Crow Park I suppose the next three weeks are just going to be enjoyable yeah that's it yeah and like we don't want to focus on Crow Park you know it's great it'd be great to get there but we'd have to just look at our next opposition and focus in on our training over the next three weeks we still have a lot to work on there simple little things you know that we can fix that's what that's what that's what probably we're happy about is that like they're not things that major tactics that we have to fix it's small little things that we need to tighten up on simple things like using the long hurl in the, in the rocks and all shortening the hurl and getting over the ball kind of lost a few battles like that That we've been doing well in training did against Leitrim that we didn't do today but then for Mana I have to admire they came out with all guns blazing they, they were very enjoyable to watch super enjoyable to watch like they were very strong and it's probably one of the best performances against us there and we just were able to withstand it thank God yeah well absolutely brilliant Matty well deserved victory and we're looking forward to the semi-final deadly thank you very much born in Dublin but in Cavan since he was a teenager basically coming down every single summer to his his grandparents house and spending the summer around Mullahorn he's he's become more Mullahorn than the Mullahorns themselves as as I think the the Normans were being quoted in, in Ireland as <laughs> and he is absolutely Cavan Horland to the bone like the passion coming through in his voice there and do you know what I love about that that's the first conversation and this shows the evolution it's the first conversation or interview that I've had with a Cavan Horler where tactics actually came up, where systems, ideas, this is how we wanted to play, this is what we're trying to do, this is what we're looking to execute. 
and I I would have covered hurling games four or five years ago you know underage games sometimes adult games even in the past before that and they weren't good they were mm. they were terrible not being smart I mean no disrespect to anybody involved at that stage but they weren't enjoyable because the standard was so low this isn't that mm. this is so much better and you can hear it in that interview there's so much work being done that this Cavan team has become a really well organised team well I'd be the same what used to sick of me I used to cover Cavan Hoarders way back when I first started in the Celtic 2008 9 around that and they were never fit uh, and that just annoyed me because they, I used to see them losing narrowly back then they used to be competitive and to generally lose by a few points, but a lot of time it was because they weren't they weren't fit and they weren't they obviously hadn't put in the the reed slug mm. and that, like anyone can get fit, yeah. You know, and it's Horland's a very skillful game, but ha- anyone can get fit. But these fellas are are fit and they're skillful and they've they've clearly put in a huge effort. Like I know uh, from I know a couple of the players and they they do put in a huge effort mm. there and th- like there was no airs and graces about them when they came back. Like they didn't claim travelling expenses for the first couple of years when the team came back mm. or I don't know if they are now but they were doing it for the love of the game so we're not trying to patronise them they're, they're taking their games they're hoarding seriously and they're, they're one game from Crow Park that's, and that's a big thing yeah. that's a huge thing for them and well let's hear from the Cavan manager Ollie Bellew because he describes in this interview that he didn't think it was a good performance Emble Cavan manager Ollie Bellew after victory here in the Laurie Maher Cup. What a way to win it. It was heart stopping stuff, but just got, got ahead over the line at the end of the game. Yeah, I think Tom and I, P45s, were being written there with five minutes to go. But like uh, the whole thing about this team is they've got balls to burn and they showed it there at the end. It's, uh, I couldn't see where we were going to come back from, but we were always in the game. I was actually shocked at one point that they pulled three points away from us, but we made real loads of errors and we were. We didn't show what we have, um, but the reality sunk come with five minutes to go. The boys knew that they had to pull it out of somewhere, and it just shows you what they have. You know, to be to be three points down, get into that last few minutes, and then to turn it around. It's just the character they have. But they they didn't do themselves justice today, as far as what they're capable of. They definitely still hurled within their shells. There's a lot more to come. So three weeks now to get it right for the semi final. First half though looked like like hurling quite well, scoring ten points. You know, probably creating the vast majority of, of the opportunities played really good hurling in the first half but the second half seemed to slip off we have it in buckets I think it's just because we're not used to getting away from teams and pulling away when we can and we asked them to try and pull away from them earlier on today but that's just it's, it's happened a couple of times before you know where we're going really well and our hurling's showing and we're, we're at it and then all of a sudden we, we just hit that quiet spell and in fairness every team has a purple patch they're going to come at you with for Manif to me that's the best for man I've been in two years. They, they're absolutely incredibly improved. They've an incredible panel. They've added to it. Uh, Barney showed there today at centre-half back what he brings to the table. They are massively improved over two years. So fair play to Joe and them. But in reality, that speaks volumes about Calvin Hurden and where we are now. Um, we were under no pressure this week. We are nice and relaxed coming in today. We didn't put any pressure on ourselves. We were coming to win and we won yeah looking at it towards the end of the game freeze were, were, had been going fierce well for Brian Fitzgerald then a little bit of a wobble how important was it to have the Dermot Kearney to hit those those two frees that got you from behind to in front but it shows you the strength we have in depth because people will look at it from the outside and Roy Maher and think we rely on Breezer for absolutely everything because of his high return from freeze and stuff but what they don't see is Breezer's been hurt for a few weeks um, and the calf was at him today again but while he was out 
DC was hitting freeze and probably probably returning a higher, higher return than Brian, which is shocking at times. But the two of them sorted out between themselves. Brian and DC just chat in the park, and whenever one's ready to, to, to go on the freeze, they just you'll see them alternating between the two. So we've got great backup, but we've great backup all over the park for absolutely everything. Looking across it at the stage when before Cavan got that goal through to Keehan. Cavan, you could see the energy starting to come up because they'd slipped in the middle toward of the field but started rocking really well and getting stuck into that breaking ball out around that middle toward and Matty Hines, I think, really led led in that middle toward. Ah, if you were going to battle tomorrow, Matty Hines is the man you want beside him, uh, beside you. You know, he's, he's an absolute warrior and he is so proud to be captain of the squad and our lads are so... Lonnie Maher means everything to them. You know, they love their hurling and when you hear them chatting about playing for Cavan, it's, it's inspirational stuff, but when it actually comes to it, you have to deliver on the day. And they knew with five minutes to go that the dream was in, in jeopardy. All right, there was, there's a back door, but you, you can't take a chance of going down that road. They want to go to an All-Ireland semi-final. They want to go in through the front door. So with five minutes to go, the penny dropped that we were in trouble and they dug in. Mm. The monkey's off the back now. That, that's that's a, a needed victory. It's been coming, but how important is that for the evolution of the squad? Well, in two years since Tom and I came in, Cavan haven't beaten us yet. You know, it's two wins and two draws, the Cavan hurlers. Uh, sorry, for Manahan beating us yet, sorry, apologies. Um, it's two, two wins and two draws for us. Um, so the only monkey we have on our back is, is replicating what we do in training during the week. If you come to one of our training sessions, they work like trains. They're fantastic hurlers. The talent in them is unbelievable. And it's been exemplified by Matty Hines there for one. Do you know what I mean? Matty, where Matty is now as a hurler compared to when we first came in, night and day. And, you know, you can rely on him for absolutely anything. We could move him around the pits and he could play anywhere. So, I mean, we're, we're, we're in a great place. We're in an absolutely brilliant place. It's a pleasure to be a part of it. Our biggest problem is when it comes to match day, we still have a wee bit of stigma that we have to get over. We... We're trying to push ourselves to be the best we can be. We're going after this Laurie Maher, and I think today showed that. As I said to him after, though, you know, if you don't think that that was a good performance, you want to see Kevin a few years ago. This and it wasn't. It wasn't anywhere near the level that those guys can play at. There was, there was mistakes. There was, there was handling errors. But bringing it back to your point before we heard from Ollie, that the the fitness made up for it if mm. you know what I mean so a mistake when you're not fit to react is is detrimental but a mistake when you react right and are fit to react right you can you can mask it you can cover it up yeah. and you can work your way back through it and yeah. that's what this Cavan team are full of yeah that's it and I know there was a push put on to get fellas who are say playing senior club football and stuff like that not because they're they're uh, any more special than that than lads that that weren't, but it's just because they have years of, of good hard training and mm-hmm. consistent training and that, that level of athleticism and you know even, even your average club footballer now is a lot of them are spending a lot of time in the gym all that stuff reminding themselves, so that gave them a head start and that, that's what you can see that coming through in the team. Like looking at some of the names here, like in the forward line, you've you've Jack Barry who I think is cornerback for Bailey were footballers mm-hmm. and a good game. Yeah, he's, I see he's got two points. Yeah. Brian Fitzgerald from from Kula, who's dead ball specialist. Yeah, uh, you've got the two Shannons, Sean Keating, who I understand he's a wildly talented horror. Yeah, yeah, definitely big, big, strong unit can can hit really well off both sides. He scored one point that was very close to the sideline, like a di- a really difficult one. You see it in in Nolan Park, and and it'd be special. But he's well capable of hitting that spectacular one. Yeah, and then you've Keating Carney, who's also like a real handful at senior club level mm. with with good hill in football 
But he has a, he has an Ulster College's hurling all star. And he went off injured, I think. Yeah, yeah he, he went off injured or something. Philip Gunner. Yeah, and he was and he was doing pretty well. Like we need to be special on the inside. What I, I think he got a goal in in most of the league games. He might have got a goal in, in maybe three of the league games. He's a good yeah. poacher. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now he was replaced by another good poacher who whose backside played a big part in Cavan's <laughs> goal. I have to say, like Sean Keaton was never getting to that ball if if Philip the Gunner didn't hold off the full back the way he did. Well, they reckon Kenny Dalglish made a career out of using using his arse to <laughs> shunt defenders. Not, out not of as big a one as Philip the Gunner. <laughs> I mean, career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, look at Philip the Gunner with his goal scoring record yeah. in finals. If Cavan could get to Crow Park, oh Jesus! <laughs> put the house on that man to to buy the goal because he's yeah. got an unbelievable record in intermediate finals and senior finals and in Ireland finals. finals everything every final he's ever played in at championship level he scored a goal yeah so he, it's, he it's a phenomenal record what I loved actually about this performance as well was in the second half Romano really came at Cavan and got their noses in front and Brian Fitzgerald who's excellent on the freeze he missed a couple of ones that you'd have expected him to score probably closer to goal he, he missed a couple so they switched over and let Dermot Carney take the next two which he nailed mm. and for me that was a big big thing in terms of that they don't just rely on one player for the freeze the whole time we've seen Dermot Carney actually earlier on in the league scoring mm. a, a, a bag full of freeze but what I really liked was that and this is where for me any questions about the, the Kula boys playing with Cavan <coughs> go out the window the final free of the game Brian Fitzgerald called over Dermot Carney to say take it and Dermot Dermot looked at the distance or whatever and said no you take it and I I, I just thought you know what that's a team yeah. that's that's really good stuff between the pair of boys and Fitzgerald stuck it over the bar Cavan up by two points and Cavan win it you know Brilliant. so I, I just I loved it I, I have to say I had huge respect for Fitzgerald in that moment you know the way he dealt with it he is the more senior player he could very easily have just dismissed and said no I'm taking this but you could clearly see the conversation and then Ollie Bellew mentions it at, at the end there they let the pair of boys make the decision on the field themselves so that's that shows real good sign of, of, of a team unit and I I just look at I came away from that game wish wanting that the next game was next week I mm. want to see these guys playing again so whenever they play in the Laurie Maher semi-final I'm going to drag you along to it and I'm going to drag a load of people along to it as well just to come and watch them because you no, will enjoy it no don't don't get me wrong I don't want anyone to think that I that I'm obviously I'd love to see a Cavan team winning but the, the only issue I have with Horan is these Horan dickheads who go on about Horan all the time but they're not in Cavan no, no. They're, not, they're not in Cavan so I think they're playing either Loud or Monaghan it looks yeah like it depends them. on this weekend's results yeah. between in, in that other group so so um, Loud had played an unbelievably high scoring game against Longford in the first round it was like something mad I think it actually was a, was up there there's only ever been four adult like senior games of Horan as not the senior champion, but intercounty adult games of Hurling that broke the seventy point mark, I think, and that was one of them. And I think, I think two of them came on that weekend. Uh, right, Wexford against uh, Leash was one, and then Longford against Loud was the other. And it was like eight, oh, it was something mad, it was like eight twenty nine to three twenty or something crazy. Uh, so, uh, they say a lot of it has to do with the new ball that you're able to hit it so much further. The new ball. Yeah, well, the, I was reading about that actually, and there were and the. I need a horror system would know more than us about this day, but I think it's the it's the rim on the setter is a big thing as well. 
So the rim on the slitter has been pared back and pared back. Yeah. And it's the ball is flying through the air a lot further. It's More not not necessarily the weight of it. Yeah. It's it's the so they need to keep keep get that rim back. But then again, I don't know, maybe they're maybe they're happy with how Horn is going. I think it's got a little bit too free scoring myself. I think it's it's getting like almost like NBA. But, uh, uh, you you you'd enjoy a, a comment. We played a, a challenge match um, in in the last couple of weeks, and it, it finished one nine to one seven. Love it in in our favor, and literally that was the comment of one of one of the the other twenty selectors. Did I ever tell you I love a one nine to one seven victory? <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> I thought it was a great. It was like it match. was like when the black card force came in, and the scores went mad for a while until things settled down because the advantage rule and the black card came in on the same weekend. Yeah, and the national league started, and Galway played Mead. And it was a mad scoreline. It was like four eight. It was Horland three seventeen. Yeah, and there was some people were raving about this. I was just absolutely horrified. It's like, you know, you're you're basically there's a few arts in the game. One is attacking and one is defending, yeah. among others. And and if you're totally putting a bias towards one, then I like scores though. I have to say, ah, yeah. I, I, ah, yeah. I have this debate with with people who who talk about the advantage uh, rule and. I, I think that it'll it'll balance itself back out again once we get used to the advantage rule, but I think it will increase the number of scores a little bit. And I actually think in time, I've, I've said this before, it's going to lead to more goals, but we, we have to let it evolve to get to that point because... Well, see, I think the mark rule is... And I like that... Oh, sorry, the mark rule is yeah, what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, sorry. sorry. Yeah, yeah, will it lead to more goals? Yeah, at the moment, I think it's it's... It's probably stopping goals. It is. It is at this moment in time. It's stopping goals because everyone's taking, or a lot of players are taking, the advantage or the, the mark. But where I see it evolving too is that players will get so tight that they don't want you to get the mark. That that's when the opportunity comes for you to spin them mm. and go for your goal. Mm. So uh, it hasn't quite got to that point. But if it's left long enough, I think it will evolve into more goals. And what I, game was I watching at the weekend? One of the games I watched and. and um, I was was it Answerman, Answerman and Man maybe, but I saw an example of the worst of the mark, which which was where uh, one of the I think it was Armagh, and they were attacking up the left wing, and there was a lad just outside the forty five, like fifteen or twenty yards, whatever it is, outside the forty five. Another fella, a couple of yards inside it, in yeah. space, and he popped the ball to him, and he went stop, put up the hand, and it was like, Jesus, that's that's doesn't add to a spectacle. Now. I, you do see other examples where a player dives full length and catches and all that but I'm still I've cooled down on it I, li- I used to like it uh, and I understand a, a, an onlooker told me that you were debating it at a match at the weekend as well he said it was brilliant he was ringside uh, <laughs> but uh, myself and a heavyweight <laughs> I think it was a, it was a, a lightweight against a heavyweight there. I won't say who the heavyweight <laughs> is but yeah definitely the heavyweight I, 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 I remember the debate but <laughs> it was yeah look at it's a uh, it's it's one for another program, but come here, stay over with us on We Are Calvin on the Patreon service because we've a jam packed week to come ahead previewing the on the twenty clash against Down Calvin against Tyrone, Calvin ladies against Mayo, and looking back over the Calvin Camogues Ulster Intermediate Semi Final. So, Paul, thanks very much for joining me on the McAvoy Supervisor GA podcast. No problem, Damien. Big week ahead. Big week ahead. Now back to the video analysis. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over the bar. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in Kevin, Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Kevin to get come back into the big time? And then the cave, and it's over the lap, and Kevin are not buried yet. Have them doing all they could to hold their lead. 